you only have a couple of seconds to make a good first impression. And there's three rules that you need to master. So if making a good first impression is important to you, this Coffee with Colleen is for you. Good morning and welcome to Coffee with Colleen. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Colleen Hammond. I'm a former on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel turned image consultant, coach, and mentor. I just figured out that once women really nailed their style and knew how easy it was, their confidence grew and they could walk out of the house every single solitary day knowing that what they were wearing not only made them feel good, but made them look good as well. So if looking in good and self-improvement from the inside out is something that appeals to you, make sure you hit that subscribe button and click the bell if you're watching this on YouTube, which I hope you are, and uh, we will make sure that you get a, a, take advantage of that every week. So let's talk about first impressions because they say that you only have less than seven seconds to make a good first impression. And frankly, the um, uh, trustworthiness is determined in point two of a second. So two tenths of a second, less than one second. Somebody will just glance at you and get a gut reaction. And we all do it. We're not judging, we're assessing uh, based on our past experiences. And we really do have this subtle knowledge of body language that we just, gosh, I don't know what it is about them, but I think they're lying. And when you learn to identify like the little keys of, the, of what they are lying or how their body responds when they're lying, um, then you know what to look for, but sometimes you just go with your gut. So 97% of people do not change their first impressions of somebody once they've made them. So making a good first impression is very important. And to help you make it more often, there's three basic rules. I mean, there's more than this, um, but these are the three core pillars, if you will, of your um, tripod that you want to master to make a good impression. And the first one is to dress to impress. You have to pay attention to what you're wearing. It may seem superficial and people will say, well, I don't care what other people think about me. Fine. Then the next time you go out, if you're conservative, if you normally wear a blue jacket and, you know, right. Um, the next time you go out, what we're going to do is we're going to spike your hair into a mohawk and make it purple. And then we're going to put you in leather and chains and uh, stiletto high heels that are, are Louis Vuitton with the red. And then, so if you're like, I'm not going to wear that, that's not who I am, then you do care about what other people think about you. So it's interesting. I, I am developing a small course for my personal branding on our public persona. And I've been doing a lot of studying. And I interviewed a specialist in public personas uh, the other day. And the information he gave me was, he went through a list of things like this. Yes, everybody cares. Everybody cares. You know, do you iron your clothes? Do you wash your clothes? Do you wear perfume? Do you wear makeup? Do you brush your hair before, you know, there's so many things that we do that if we didn't do them, <coughs> pardon me, we would feel um, out of sorts. So when you are wanting to make a good first impression, for example, if you're going in for a job interview, if you're meeting the in-laws for the first time, if you're online dating, um, if you want to get a promotion, then when you're dressing, you want to overdress just a little bit. It's better to be the best dressed person in the room than the least 
dressed person in the room, if you know what I mean. So make sure that what you're wearing is neat and flattering. It's your right color. It's the color that you should wear depending on the message that you want to send. And for example, I was working with a client yesterday and she was going in for an interview and was going to wear blue and we basically went down and said okay what's the job for what do you be doing who is interviewing you um what are the names of the people that are you know so we went through the whole thing and i went no the best color for you to wear is red so she ended up wearing a red red blazer a red jacket and we you know styled her that way and she got the job and and one of the things that the gentleman that was interviewing her said was, I was so impressed that you were confident enough to wear red. Everybody else came in blue. So the fact that, you know, the job she was going for, the person she, the people she was interviewing with, um, her personality, there were so many things that went into that decision. So sometimes the color you wear is based on circumstance as opposed to this is the best color for me type of thing. Uh, I had another client that her job was an international sales trainer and she had had her she had had her colors done and they told her the best color for her was pale yellow so that's the color she was wearing. So yeah she may have looked good in pale yellow but when she was on stage when she was teaching when she was instructing that is not a good color for a sales trainer to be wearing so you know she was up there in a yellow dress you know so we went through and, and she was very angry with me at first I have had my colors done these are my best colors I said yes but this is the impression that that color is sending and so we went through that so sometimes the best color for you to wear for your complexion for your hair your eyes your skin is not the best color for you to wear in a particular situation so you, we, we can go through and pick out some of those different things. But in general, blue is one of the colors that you're going to wear that's going to make you look honest, trustworthy, a little bit more conservative. That's the message you're wanting to send. Uh, glasses are always a good option. And there's more information in the seven judgments that people make about you in seven seconds. The link to that is in the show notes. Number two, <coughs> pardon me, um, kind of leftover from the flu. Another important thing is to be on time. First of all, you're respecting other people by respecting their time. So, for example, when I do webinars and when I do trainings, when I say it's going to start at 8 o'clock, I really focus on aiming at 8 o'clock. If, because I, first of all, your word is your bond. So it says that you're trustworthy and reliable. But second of all, I like to honor the people that made the effort to be there on time. So I really, it's like fingernails on a chalkboard, if you know what that, what that sound is. It's very irritating to me when I make an effort to be someplace on time and the person who's running the meeting says, you know what, let's wait 10 minutes for people to get here. No, I made the effort to get here. Let's start on time because you're just teaching people not to respect you and not to respect your, your time by, you know, so if this person does it all the time, I'm like, fine, next week I won't make an effort to be here at 11 a.m. because I know she's not going to start the meeting until 10 after. So I'll get here at 10 after, you know, so you're training people to not respect you and not to respect your time. So the first group of people in the world really are sticklers for time. And it's a real pet peeve for them when, <laughs> when people are not on time. The other group of people are very open and flexible about time and they don't care. 
They don't care if you're late a couple of minutes. They're, they don't care if you're early a couple of minutes. So if you know that most of the people, like let's say half the people are sticklers on time and it matters to them, and then the other people, it really doesn't matter. If you're going to be late, you're going to automatically make the people who are sticklers for time not like you. But if you make that effort to be on time, the people who are sticklers for time will like you and the people who don't care about time will like you. So you double your chances of making a good impression with on most people. So because you don't know which person you're going to meet, right? And the third thing to keep in mind, think before you speak. And one of the people I have lined up to interview is a gentleman by the name of Chris Voss. He wrote a book called Never Split the Difference. He has a course on masterclass on negotiation. He was a former FBI um, hostage negotiator, worked with terrorist situations and that type of thing. Now he has his own company called the Black Swan Group. And one of the things that he teaches is asking questions, but what kind of questions to ask. So here's the little trick. I won't go through all 16 of his um, methods and whatnot. I'll just give you the first one. And he calls it mirroring. But if you know anything about NLP and matching and mirroring, it's not your body. It's the words. So if someone says, gosh, it's just really irritating to me when you pull up to a red light and the person doesn't go when the light turns green. What you do is you repeat back the last two or three words that they said when the light turns green? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like when the light turns green and they're still sitting there, it's just like, why aren't they moving? They really need to be get going. <laughs> they need to get going? Yes, because you know, and so one of the things to do is just, and I've done this before, and Chris Voss gives the example of one of his clients that went to a yoga retreat and he didn't want to be there with his wife, but he agreed to go. But all he did was mirror people all three days. And he just repeated the last couple of words. And the women were coming up to his wife saying he was the most fascinating person I've ever met. He never said anything. He just repeated back those questions, just asked people questions but it really wasn't saying, so tell me about this or tell me about that. He just repeated back the last couple of words that they had said. So what does that do? That says, oh, he's listening to me. He actually, because they're, they're repeating back the words that I say. But it also, it, it's, it encourages the person to expound a little bit more on what they're saying. So you don't have to be the entertainment committee. Matter of fact, when you just listen and ask questions, it makes you look more appealing and more fascinating. So those are the three most important things that you want to focus on, those three pillars. And again, like I said, there's many, many more, but those are the three most important things you want to focus on. Number one, your first impression is based on how you are dressed. So making sure that the colors that you're wearing are, are appealing and send the message you want to send, making sure you're fit is proper and ha your clothing has been tailored, making sure that nothing's wrinkled, nothing's stained, that your hair and makeup, if you're wearing makeup, is on point. So get your physical first impression uh, on point. Number two is being on time. By is respecting the time, you're going to have a twice the chance of you know, impressing everybody that's there. And number three is to think before you speak. Can you ask a question instead 
And by not trying to impress them with your knowledge or your humor or that type of thing, actually people love to be listened to. So by asking questions and listening to people, you have a greater chance of impressing them and making a good first impression. I hope those tips were helpful for you. Now get out there and make a great first impression and we'll see you next time.